Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-Hour Energy. It contains all the great 5-Hour Energy Shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily Immune Support plus Extra Strength 5-Hour Energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced Sunrise Batch Coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're doing 2017's Creep 2. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Well. 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 Not a lot. I did build my bed. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it's built. Nice. I think I'm going to call it like the Majesty or something. (laughs) Nice. No good. People should build their own beds. No more worrying about diamond. Just... Get the room, figure out the right dimension. You can even buy custom mattresses. And they're not yeah. like, like that much more expensive. To be fair, Rob looked at building a Firstly, custom bed. Yeah, he looked at building one for like for the spare room, possibly. Because yeah. he'd seen these ones that are kind of... It's all sort of storage, but then the mattress is like flush to the, to the storage kind of thing. Mm, so he was going to do yeah. that, but then we just got a bed because... It was a lot of effort. Well, it depends. Yeah. yeah. It's when you look at it, it's all unfinished wood, so you could get a splinter. But I still stand by it. You might need to sand it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a bit wonky, but it's solid as a rock. That's, That's good. The main thing. It's not going to collapse. Fit, oh yeah, well. It fits perfectly. <laughs> That's <laughs> the main thing. At least you're not on the floor now. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. good. Oh yeah, god, I love I love hearing your uh, attempts at DIY over the uh, week. What else so is it to do? Yeah, and you you don't need to spend that much money because if it goes wrong, you can just dismantle it and and do something else. As long as you continually make it smaller, 
You're okay. <laughs> he ended up with like the world's tiniest piece of wood. Like, it's, like, like, it's a dog bed now. Yeah, it's a dog. It's bed. a dog bed it's now. Just... Oh. I I, <laughs> I can't sleep in it. Can't fit in it. But it is built. It is, built. and it works for dogs. <laughs> oh, what have I done? Not a lot. Uh, yeah. Started watching Riverdale again from the beginning. Oh. Cause it's I haven't watched that. The new the new series has come out, but like I think I got to season three, but then I stopped watching it for ages because it was only like weekly episodes and I can't be bothered with that. So I'd actually forgotten what had happened, so I was like, right, I need to start from the beginning and see what's happened. I have not watched it at mm. all. It's kind of but... it's a bit like it's like Twin Peaksy a little bit, like Is it? a little oh. bit, yeah. But then it's but then it's like Twin Peaks with teen drama. Do you know what I mean? It's really oh. weird, but I kind of like it. And and I it's got it. and it's got Luke Perry in it, and it made me really sad because Luke oh, Perry's yeah. died. Hmm. Yeah, I love Luke Perry. We should watch Buffy, the film, because oh, yeah. he's in that, and that. it's really good. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I love it. It's what spawned the series. The Isn't film. it weird? It makes you think what mm. will be the, the series in the future that is a film just now. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah, it's crazy, but it's good. It's it's really funny. It's got um, it's got Donald Sutherland in it. I think it's got Donald Sutherland in it as the oh, really? um, as her like watcher person. Yeah, yeah. He must be quite old now. Yeah, he is quite old now. I feel like Kiefer Sutherland is not young. No, no. Wow. Oh, I don't like thinking about stuff like that because then it makes me reflect on my own life and I'm like, God, I'm old. I'm getting old now. What's, <laughs> what is this? Ugh. To me, everyone is still 25. And then well, and then you're like, oh, no, they're actually in the 50s now. And you're like, what? What is happening? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. you always think celebrities don't age because you see them yeah. as being young people. Because you see them as young people in films. And they always whenever. look... As good as they can possibly look, yeah. like they don't look like normal yeah, people. Yeah, you realise they're old. Like, Paul they're Rudd. Old. Paul Rudd's fifty, isn't he? He Is doesn't he? look fifty. Yeah. Oh, well. There's like how, how yeah. Harrison Ford. Because Harrison Ford must be what seventies. Yeah, but I still think of him as Indiana Jones. Yeah. Which is perhaps a bit. Which clearer. was his peak time. Yeah. He was a handsome man in in that. Yeah. yeah. It's like Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell must be like really old, but wow. he's to me he's Kurt Russell in Ice the Man. thing. Yeah, Ice he, Man. Was he Ice Man? No, no that's Val Kilmer. That's Val Kilmer. They seem similar to me. <laughs> to me, to me, Kurt Russell's like overboard. Oh yeah, I love overboard. I saw that one. We should review it. We should review it as a as a wild card. Wildcard. I didn't understand it. It's at very all. problematic. Very problematic, but also very Isn't he charming. Drunk? Doesn't someone get amnesia? And he, she, she. It's he a thinks... rich, a rich woman gets hit by a boat thing and falls off a yeah. boat. Wakes up and has amnesia, and he's like the handyman on the boat, but he pretends that he's her husband to <sighs> get her to look after his three kids because like his wife's left and he's like, I need help with these kids. So he's like, yeah, we're married and we've got these kids and it's weird. How long was that going to last, being realistic? It's weird. 
The thing but is, though... Also, it's a film, I suppose. The thing is, though, because it wouldn't work unless it was Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, because they were together when they did it, so they kind of had oh, that chemistry, they? yeah. But I feel oh, like if it was yeah. anyone else, it would have been ridiculous, and it would be like, this is stupid, this doesn't work, but because it's them two, you're like, oh, yeah, I know, that's quite nice. It works. Which I believe it. Death Becomes Her. Yes. That's a good film. I love Death Becomes Her. That's kind of horror adjacent. We could review that. It's kind of horror. Yeah, we could review that. I don't think you would actually be scared by it. There is horror elements to it, though. Which falls downstairs and her head goes backwards, yeah. She's like, I can see my head! When she gets shot. She gets shot and there's just a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis with hair is in that Mm. also. And he's quite funny. I feel like people didn't realise that he was good at comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But he can But he is actually quite amusing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. That's definitely... I'll add it to the list because it is a good one, that. Good one. It's a good... It's a good fun time. But in all that crazy fun, we watched Creep 2. So, before we start, right, you know we were talking about haikus last week? Oh, yeah. And how we love haikus. So what I've done yeah. is I've written a haiku Ooh, about yeah. Creep 2. So this is... Welcome to Haiku Corner, everyone. <clears throat> this is about Creep 2. Oh, look. It's Joseph. A woman's filming him now. He's a creepy guy. <laughs> there you go. That's my... It works. That's my haiku. I might yeah. try and write one every week to, to summarise the film. Publish them in a book. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I do love a haiku. So the thing with a haiku is sometimes they can occur accidentally. Yeah. As in like, when you speak, yeah, and then you're like, oh, there's yeah. a haiku. Like in Wayne's World when he's like, this yeah. is our this is our room, but it isn't our room or whatever. And he's like, Garth, that was a haiku. And he's like, that was cool. A haiku. <laughs> so yeah, so Creep Two, directed by Patrick Bryce. I think he was the one who directed the first one as well, I think, who was in the first one, but he's not in this one. Scored a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, and the synopsis is, a videographer drives to a remote house to meet a man who claims to be a serial killer and agrees to document his life. She soon realises she's made a deadly mistake. (laughs) She certainly has. Mm, Yeah. Apparently a lot of the script was improvised, so they had... They had, like, beats to hit for the mm. story, but they pretty much improvised it all, which I thought was quite impressive. Sometimes I don't know how they managed to do that. Improvise, yeah. Especially when they're good, because it does make it seem a lot more natural, as long as the people, are, the actors are... When you say natural, it's we- weird in this, because he's oh, just being weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's like the first one, like, what would be the time where you would leave, like... I think it's probably when he got his dick out, to be honest. I'd be like, I think I'm going to go, because this is getting a bit weird. I'm going to go. I'm going to (laughs) go. Bye. This isn't for me. So, it starts with, all you can hear is, like, thudding and footsteps. And then a box is opened, and you're sort of in the box, seeing the guy open it. And it's kind of, there's, like, sort of fluff around the camera bit. And you see this guy, and he's like... Oh, oh, what is this? And then he sees, like, um, he pulls a DVD out of this box and he's like, oh, oh, what is this? What's going on? So I was like, this is going to be the main guy for this film, but... But it isn't. So 
he carries it through to he carries this box through to his lounge i think and he looks really worried and sort of like oh what is going on and he watches this dvd and you can hear this whistling from the dvd because you can't see what he's watching and he looks really uncomfortable and then he's like oh oh god then there's a knock at the door and then he's like who is it because he's really nervous and he's like it's aaron and he's like and he sort of is like, oh yeah, come in, but you don't see who it is. And he's like, oh, I'm bit, I've been getting these calls and, and all this weird stuff going on. And then it, we see who it is and it's Joseph it's from yeah. the last film. But now he's called Aaron yeah. because who was the last guy he made friends with? Aaron. <sighs> the guy from the first film was called Aaron. Wow. So now he's called Aaron. So, so you're like, oh God, it's him. Run away. And then he's in his... He's basically playing dumb and he's like, oh, what's this? What? It's kind of what's, his like thing that he does. What's going on? And he's like, I've got this yeah. DVD and, and, and this stuffed baby wolf. And then you're like, oh, that's no good. And then it, and then he's like, Dave, this is your home. This is really serious. Oh, this is terrible. And he's like going along with it. And you're like, you know what you did. It's you. Oh, Stop it. Awful. And he's like, call the police, which you would. And he's like, I did, but they didn't do anything about it because I didn't have any proof at the time but I was and then I'm sure he's like well you could send him this stuff this is proof what you know what are you doing and then he's like have you got a gun where's your gun get a gun get get your gun the American yeah. the American way get a gun and then he's like do you want a beer so he's like yeah so then uh, he goes Dave goes to get a beer and Joseph waves to the wolf because he knows that there's a camera in it <sighs> he's a piece he's very kissing to it as well. He yeah, can't help he just can't help himself, can he? he? Himself. And he sits at the table, and Dave asks him how he's doing, and then he's like, "All this stuff's happening with me, with you, and you're asking how I am. That's you know, that's a really good friend. You're a good pal." And then he's like, oh, "I love you, love you. You're great, you know." And he's like, two guys just hanging out. It's great." And then, uh, and then Dave coughs. And then I thought, oh my god, he's poisoned his beer. He's poisoned his poisoned beer. beer. Yeah. That's what I thought. But then he's all right. And then he and then he sort of says that he he's like, I'm worried about us. And Dave's like, why? And he's like, well, he starts talking about like your soulmate and have you ever had a soulmate and all this he goes kind of deep, stuff. Deep, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's like, disappointing. It'll probably end here tonight. And then he's like, answer honestly. Do you ever think we? He was like, do you not think it's weird that we met around the same time that you got your first DVD in the post? <laughs> and then he's like, what? And then he's like, oh, but you're thinking about it now, aren't you? Thinking about it now. And then he's like, yeah, you know, everything's all right. It's not your fault. And then uh, and then he starts talking about Baby Peach Fuzz, which is the little wolf with the camera in it. And then he's like, you know, he's basically at a crossroads in his life because he's turning 40 and he's had, he's, he just doesn't know what he wants to do with his life anymore. Yeah. That's what well, it is. It's tricky, isn't it? He's Especially like, if you're a murderer. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's sort of talking and then he sort of reaches down and gets like a, I don't know what it is, is it like it's a screwdriver knife. or a knife or something and basically kills Dave, blood all over Ugh. everywhere. Awful. And he, and he just does it quite, he does it quite quickly when he's there and he's just dead and then he's like, I don't know what's happened to me. And then just sits and drinks his beer. It reminded no me a little bit of. It reminded me of um, Hand of Death when he's when he's sat on the bath and he's like, "What's the point of it all?" And then just goes, 
<laughs> and then just gets up again. And I was like, yeah, that just reminds me of that. <laughs> and then we get Creep 2. And then it cuts to, like, all these, like, internet clips all over the screen and it's personal ads. And then it goes to Sarah, who is our protagonist, and she's like, Hi, I'm Sarah, this is Encounters. A look behind the world of strange personal ads. Which then made me think of Kevin Smith, right? Because, mm-hmm. because he does a podcast and there was this story that they covered in a podcast that there was a personal ad for somebody who wanted a person who would be willing to dress up as a walrus. This was like an honest-to-God ad. And they were like, this is so weird. And I feel, I don't know if they like, I don't know if they ended up finding the person who posted this ad, but they were like obsessed with this ad. And then basically what happened after that is they wrote a horror film about it and it's called Tusk and it's got Justin Long in it and it's really weird. Is it good? It's really weird. We need to cover it. It's so weird. But, it, was, but it's like basically a guy. I don't know how I feel about that. A, a, it's a podcaster who finds this ad, who goes to investigate it, and basically this man turns him into a walrus. It's really weird. But yeah, based on a personal goodness. ad. Oh my goodness! That I know, um, right? Well, Stranger Things can happen. It, yeah, exactly. In the in yeah. the real thing. So, so she she wants to sort of look at these ads and and sort of say like. Who who are they and what's the story and and like there's like a there's a guy who builds spirit pods who who she's speaking to he was a bit weird um, and then the next guy who is just like I'm just lonely I just wanted someone to talk to and then it cuts to them both fully clothed in a pool because they have to talk to each other in a pool and then there's like another guy who just wants to be mothered so he just sits on a knee and she strokes his head. And then she's like, right, yeah, that's, this is it. This is the people that I found. It goes to her looking at her videos and she's got nine views. And she's like, well, this is rubbish. Nobody cares about this. She's a dark moment of the soul, isn't she? Yeah, she is, yeah. And she's like, no one cares about this. Why do no, it's rubbish. And then she was like, she's sort of saying that she thought she had a talent for bringing out things in people. And then she's like, I can kind of see it, but then it's just not quite there. So people don't care because it's rubbish. And then it's kind of a, I never expected to make money out of it. I just wanted to do it as a pastime. But I kind of get the feeling that she does want to, she wants to be like an internet sensation and wants to be like really big and, and stuff like that. Like, you know. We're all we're all there. We all want to be heard. I'm happy with my few listens. If so, if somebody listens and says I listened and I enjoyed it, I'm like that's great. I'm really glad. I'm pleased. Good, isn't it? Yeah. And it, and it well, you know. Yeah, you don't want too much pressure. No, that's it. Uh, that's certainly it. Not a fan of pressure because then if I'm under pressure, <laughs> I, my personality disappears. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> so. So basically, she's like, right, this is going to be my last episode. This is my swan song, because this is a pile of crap. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done with it. So then it goes to the next day, and she's like, I've had a sleep. I've had a think, and I feel a bit better about it now. I found this ad, and it's $1,000 for the day. (laughs) Preferably for fans of Interview with the Vampire. And she's like, hmm, interesting. I'm going to give it a go. So she accepts the ad and she gets a message back saying, do you scare easy? And she's like, no. No. And Just then, no. 
yeah and then he's like what's your name and then she's like sarah and then uh i think it i think they put oh you used your real name interesting and then it's the name of my favorite song let's meet so it goes to a driving in the woods and she's like i've driven for three hours i was like oh that's far too long for anything that yeah it's very isolated very isolated you are isolated and she's like it's very remote here and then she's like this is going to be encounters episode 10 don't know anything about it i've no idea what i'm going into it's not normally what i would do but i need to do it to see what happens for this program I don't understand these people. I would take someone with me because I would never, ever, ever... I'd take an ex-military person with me. I'd never go by myself to meet a strange person. No, but I feel like she's got this thing where she's so kind of um, focused on the the story, like uncovering the story. She's not really bothered about her own safety. Yeah. Yeah, she sees herself as like like a... videographer who's on the outside and she's going to document yeah. but it won't affect her so she's it'll like, damn affect you yeah she knocks the knocks at the door and the door's open so she lets herself in again i'd have been stood outside mm. for ages because i can't let myself into someone's house because it's weird weird we've yeah. had this conversation before i just can't i just can't yeah. do it <laughs> unless it's your parents home then yeah 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 but then even then you'd be like hello hello yeah. So so she goes in and there's nobody about and then she hears the blender going and it's Joseph or Aaron. And then she's like, Oh, hiya. And he's like, Hi, green smoothie and she's like, Oh yes, thank you. Very nice. And then he's like, Oh, it's poisoned. Yeah, he's got a beard and He's got a beard and really long hair. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he's been in lockdown before lockdown mm. happened. That look is in now with lockdown. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It was uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, I've poisoned your, uh, your green goo shake, whatever it is. And then she's like, oh. And he's like, oh. I'm joking. My okay. name's Aaron. And then she's he's like. He's not joking. He's not joking. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he hasn't, but he, he's not joking. He's not joking, but he is joking, but he isn't Maybe joking. Well and you're like, oh. Maybe it's a funny joke if you're a murderer. Maybe. Like, what kind of serial killer would murder her before she's even filmed that's so funny that's why it's a joke exactly yeah he's like i'm aaron and she's like i'm sarah and he's like that's your real name and then she's like yes it is (laughs) and then he's like thanks for that let's hug so they hug and then uh he's like yeah keep the camera on at all times and then she is like what what do you do and she's like i'm a filmmaker i make wedding videos on the side and then he's like, well, uh, I'm a serial killer. Uh, point. And he's like, well, I was a murderer, but I'd, well, he's, he's like, I'd classify myself as a murderer, but in the, in the sort of checklist of serial killer things, I would be a serial killer. I've killed 39 people. Um, and I'm turning 40 and I'm having a bit of a midlife crisis, to be honest. Yeah, it's getting a bit lifey, as he says. It's getting a bit yeah. midlifey, yeah. He's in a bit midlife well, spiral. Yeah, I mean... We've all been there, pal. It's fine. Well, yeah. I turned I, 30 and freaked out and went there. to uni. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm 40. not coming up with a new hobby? Exactly. I, th- I just... I freaked out but when I, I turned 30. Know. And then, you know when... You, well, it's weird turning 30 because you wouldn't, 
it's good with to turn 30 because mm. in your life you are generally more capable and stable mm. when you're 30 than when you're 20 yeah except you feel like the time when you could be like whimsical has gone because that's your 20s yeah it's, like, it's sort of like there's always back. time for whimsy yeah, you I don't care how old I am. I love whimsy. But you just have an extra ten years in your life. Mm. Whimsy's my favourite thing, so I will never not be whimsical. Don't because never stop. never stop being whimsical. No. Yeah, but yes, yeah, we no fun. Serial killers in films, you always you don't they sort of are a bit two dimensional. You don't sort of think about their because they would have all the thought processes that normal people have about turning mm. forty. Yeah. That's it. They it might is. question whether they're going in the right direction or if they should be thinking about mm-hmm. careers and stuff like that. But we always classify them as just like, they're just killers. What I want to know is where he gets his endless supply of money from because he's paying these people. Yeah. Mind you, he yeah, says he's paying he these people a thousand pounds, but then he's yeah. killing them, so he probably takes that money back off them. So, <laughs> so he doesn't really pay them in the long run, I guess. But he's got to live um, somewhere. I'm surprised he hasn't been caught. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a film. And if he'd been caught after, like, the first three or four murders, it wouldn't have... I feel like there's meant to be a third just... one. I think they wanted to do it as a trilogy, so I don't I, but I don't know. I'd quite like him to do another one, because I think these are really good. Like, found I footage, I like him. I don't want him to be caught. No. I like it. He's he's a bit like he's a bit like Leslie Vernon. He's a bit charming and kind of funny. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, I kind of like him, but he is a horrible murderer. But also, he's quite funny. But as a film, it's quite funny. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So so yeah. So he's kind of he's like I'm second guessing myself. Me, you know, it used to be at one time I'd meet a man and I'd gut him and that'd be it. Um. And and he was like, and it was almost like a sort of religious experience. But now it feels just like a job, and I'm not mm. having fun with it anymore. And I'm having a bit of a hard time. But then he was like, but then I remembered Francis Ford Coppola, and he said something that blew my mind. And he said that he'd not made an original film since 1974. And then he's and then he's like, no, maybe he hasn't. He's embracing. What is it? Is embracing artistic decline. So he was mm. like, so what I want to do is make a, a documentary about me being a serial killer. Because that seems the next logical step in my journey. Do you not think Sarah at this point would have been like... Bye. Well, yeah, if he wants... if So say that she believes him, which she may not believe him at this point. Obviously he I kind of think she doesn't truth, believe she him. believe it. Mm. She should have been like, well, if they make a film about him, surely he'll be arrested and that'll be the end of him. So what is his motivation? Mm. She Like, you'd think she might have thought... The thing is, that. though, I think because she's dealt with all these sort of kooks that she has mm. done over the internet, she's like, he's just another kook. Like, he thinks yeah. he's a serial killer. He isn't. I think that's what she's thinking. Yeah, or if he just wants... He's sort of created this persona that he wants... To- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So so then he, so, he sort of... This is the interesting thing, because he does it to Aaron as well in the first one. He basically gives her an out, and he's like, 
if you want to leave, that's fine. There'll be no hard feelings. I understand. And then he's like, if you don't leave, I can offer you two things. One, I won't kill you in the next 24 hours. Two, you will get the deepest personal access that you will need for this documentary. And then she's like, yeah, that's fine. I want to do this. that's fine. That seems fair. Terms of agreement. Terms of agreement. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah. I'd have been like, I think I might go. Bye. Bye. Mm. It's that thing about being being polite and staying when you don't need to. Yeah. That's one thing about turning 30. Like, I don't care about that anymore. If I don't want to be somewhere, I ain't yeah, going to be there. Yeah, you just, like, I'm going to make my... I'm going to make my excuses yeah. and I'm going to leave. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so then, so she's like, yeah, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. So they start watching the video that he videoed of him killing Aaron from the first film. Yeah. Where he basically puts his mask on and he creeps up and he smacks him on the head with an axe. Oh, horrible. And then, uh, so they're watching this and then uh, she's like, who's this guy? And then he says, he's my friend, which is weird because he does kind of think they're his friend, I guess, but then he kills them, which is odd. And then she's like, right. And then he's like, shh. And then he starts sort of whistling and then he counts along with the film of when he's going to kill him. So he's like, three, two, one. Then he does it. So he's like, watched it so many times that he knows exactly what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Which is quite interesting because that kind of made me think of like, um, like people who watch horror films, who watch them over and over again and you're like, oh yeah, this is when this bit happens and it's kind of like that. Mm. In that kind of context, yeah, which is a bit... It's a bit weird when you think of it like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been honest... There's something with wrong with me. Watching. Yeah. Like, um, well, for me, it's more Murder, She Wrote, but because I just don't get bored of it ever. But then you do... But, like, you know what what's coming and stuff. It's yeah, crazy, but it's still, it? even, if, even if you know what's coming, you still enjoy it, whereas other things can be boring and you have no idea what's coming. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. So... So basically, yeah, so this happens and she sees it and all she says is shit. She's like, shit. That's woof. All right. Well. And then he's like, what do you think? She's like, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and he's like, did it scare you? And then he's, and then she's like, did you want it to scare me? And then he doesn't really answer it. And then he's like, I'll be back. And then just goes. And then she's like, what? Where, 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 where are you going? So then he comes back and he's just in a towel. And he's just like, what are you doing? What is happening? And he's like, I was thinking upstairs about locker rooms and men snapping towels at each other's genitals without any inhibitions. And then he's like, oh, when women go and try and close with each other, there's no barrier. But if it's a man and a woman, then it's always weird. And there's always that wall between them. And the wall is, what do you look like naked? And he's like, we need to tear down that wall. (laughs) And then basically just takes his towel off. And then she's like, right, all right. And then he's like, how do you feel? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. You? He's like, yeah, all right. And then she goes, then she goes, is it my turn? And then he's like, what? And then she strips off, and then he's like, she like gives him the camera, and he's yeah. like, uh, uh, what? Do you think that was scripted? Because it felt his surprise seemed so like genuine. I don't know. Maybe not. I was like, 
Because he did seem quite surprised. He was like, uh, yeah, he right. Like, the surprise seems genuine. And she just gives him the camera, and then, but he like only shoots her face. He doesn't shoot yeah. anything else. He only shoots her mm. face. And she's like, yep, we're, do, we're good. We're done. And he's like, yep, yep, that, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> All right then. So then uh, she goes to the bathroom with her camera, and she's like, well, this this is uh, this is interesting, and she's like basically every red flag that uh, that should be raised has been raised, and raised. it might be bad for me to be here. And she's like, within ten minutes, his dick was in your face, and you have chose to do this. What is going on? What are you doing? And then she's like, she she's basically saying this guy is like a gold mine of videoing. I need to video That's this guy because he's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> If she can survive. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm 99% is not a killer, but I have a knife in my boot just in case. <sighs> and I was like, fair enough. That's mild preparation. And no, like, well, this is the thing. I don't yeah. think she... She doesn't believe him. I think she just thinks he's just... He's just, just spouting nonsense, basically, yeah. Roll out. Because so, well, he says it in such a deadpan way. It's like, it doesn't sound true. Yeah. Yeah, that's Even it. It's true. Yeah, he that's says it. It's such a, a straightforward way. It doesn't sound. That true. It seems so, too sort of out there to be yeah. true. Yeah. So she cut. She's like, right, we're gonna come out of this bathroom. Here we go. She comes out and he screams in her face. He starts doing that again because of the oh, horror film. He wants to make a horror film. Screams in her face, but she gives him nothing. She's like, oh. Yeah. And then he's like, Because she's, oh. she's still very much the observer. Yeah, like, she's not, she's yeah, like, he happens. tries to scare her, it doesn't work, and and he's like, yeah. oh, you're a tough nut to crack. Scarable. Interesting. Like, she's unflappable. Unflappable. <laughs> unflappable. She's unflappable. You know when, um, like, you're on holiday somewhere, and there's, you could get a photo of, like, a really good view, or whatever, yeah, sunset yeah. or sunrise or something, and you're on a cliff, because you want to get a really good photo, you're not scared of falling off the cliff. Hmm. You just like would walk like lean out over the edge of the cliff to get a good photo because you're so focused on getting a photo that you're mm. not scared. Mm-hmm. Of fo- and then and then you're like, oh, you that's fall, quite dangerous. It's like, well, yes, you just leaned out over a cliff. Yeah. So he's yeah that's he's quite similar. interested in this because he's like interesting. You don't scare easily. Um, challenge accepted. So. Uh, then he sort of disappears again, and he does it again, and she still does nothing. And then he's like, "She's like, are you, are you done? What, what, what are you doing?" And then he's like, "I'll get you. I'll get you eventually." Oh, and then, uh, and then he's like, "Where are you from?" And then it uh, cuts to them driving, and then uh, she's like, "Where did, where did you grow up?" And it turns to Aaron, and he's wearing that bloody peach fuzz mask <gasps> whilst driving. Most driving is like, illegal among all the other illegal things that he's done. He's like, what? What do you think about this mask? And she's like, well, as a passenger, not great. Can you actually see out of that? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's well, fine. And then he's like, what do you think? And then no she's like, and she's like, I think it's cute. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah, you're a cute little wolf. And then he's like, no, I'm not. I'm a naughty wolf. I'm a naughty wolf. And then uh, they're sort of walking on this sort of trail that he's taking them to, and and this and she sort of 
She's trying to like build a rapport with him and ask these questions, and he's like, "Can we he's just not into it?" Is he? He's like, "Can we just save it for because I've got this spot picked out where spot. you can ask me anything you want. It's gonna be great." So they get to this place, and uh, and he's like, "Where's the water?" And he's having a little meltdown, and he's like, "Ah, yeah. where's the water? I had this Jesus metaphor all planned out, and I was gonna get in the water, and it was gonna be great." And I, oh, what what is this? What is happening? And then well, she nearly running dry. She's like, Aaron, Francis Ford Coppola, what would he do? He would improvise. So basically, he's sat in a puddle. He's sat in a little puddle, but waving his arms. A little shallow puddle. He's waving his arms. And uh, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm waving my arms because when you uh, digitally put the water in, it'll look like I'm floating. <laughs> and she's like, can you please stop doing that now? It looks ridiculous. Stop it. Then uh, they're going to... They're going to start, but then there's a plane. And he's like, wait, no, there's a plane. We'll wait for this plane to go. And then uh, and then he's like, does my hair look all right? She's like, yeah, it's fine. She fixes it. And he's like, oh, you don't need to undo it. Oh, you, you've, you've just, yeah, you've undone it then, fine. And she does his hair. And then, uh, and then he's like, right, take two. And then he starts talking about, like, it was 1978. It was the time of disco or something, some ridiculous thing, like, let me take you back. And then... Yeah, he's really got it figured out how he wants to say it. And a, he, like, wants it all to there's a bird, there's a bird tweeting in a tree <laughs> and he's like, shh. And then he tries it again and this bird keeps tweeting, so he gets really annoyed at it and then basically wangs a rock at it. And then he's like, this is my movie, bird, shut up. So he's like, right, take four. It was 1978, and she's like, oh, Aaron, you've got a shadow on your face. We, we might need to redo this. And he's like, I'm going to take a break. I've got to go. And he looks really annoyed. It's not working out well. And he just he just walks off, and she's trying to find him, and she's like, Aaron. And then she's like, he's a bit of a drama queen. I don't think he's used to collaboration. <laughs> Aaron, where are you? He hides quite well. He I, did, I don't know how he manages to like just fine. disappear, but he does. He yeah. disappears. And she can't find him anywhere. And I thought, oh, he's going to hide and, like, leap out at her again. But then she finds she finds him just laying face down on the just floor. Face down. Asleep. Because he's snoring away. She's like, uh, okay. Aaron. And she's like, Aaron. And she taps him. And then he, like, holds her hand and he's like, don't leave. He's like, I won't. It's really weird. And it was just like, how, how have you, like, gone from meltdown to sleep? He's like a toddler. Do you think he's just luring her in? Mm, he's like a toddler. It's just like a mix of emotions, yeah. isn't it? He's like Absolutely. up and down and yeah, it's all over the place. So it cuts back to them at the house and she's like, Aaron's completely shut down now. He's listening to like jams on loop, on, on a loop. Like he just, he won't speak to me. So she's like, do I give him space or do I try and get him to talk to give me this material that I need? So she she decides to go downstairs to find him and he's in the hot tub. I don't even think the hot tub's on. He's just sat in the hot tub. <laughs> I feel like the hot tub wasn't on. I was like, it's not on, it's not. He's the sort of person to use an... An, an, an on, yeah. And I was an just off, like... On a hot tub, an off hot tub. What's the phrase for a hot tub when it's not bubbling? Just a, an off hot it's tub? Just a tub of water. That sounds like it's gone off. It's a like it's bucket of A bucket of water. Yeah. <laughs> so he's sat there sulking. And she, she's like, she she sort of goes and he's like, I don't want you to make this documentary anymore. You better go. This is, yeah, it's not working, whatever. 
and then um and then I think she she kind of pushes and she's persistent and she's like no you need to talk to me what's going on and then he starts talking about when he was 15 that he he looked older than he was and he went to go see this obscure band that I can't remember what they're called but the song was called Sarah Loves a Juicy Fruit and he was like I loved it it was great and then he felt he felt like he'd had a really good night and then he was on the way home and a man offered him a lift and then did he did the guy did he say like the guy attacked him or something the guy attacked him and made him yeah. like dig his own grave yeah so it made him dig his own grave yeah um so obviously awful but he wasn't experience. very good at knots because he got out of this if knot someone, if i well i mean i don't know the situation but could you not like dig away away if someone's trying to make if you you're do digging that, your own grave could you not just get the shovel and smack the guy over the head whack the, or shovel dirt in their face and run or could you undermine where they're standing as you dig any of the above but, but no, he we didn't don't know the circumstances. If someone's so he said to shoot you yeah you probably they probably shoot you before you've managed to dig out underneath their feet and he, have them fall into the hole. He said he wasn't good at knots, this man, so he must have tied him up at some point. But then he got free and basically killed the guy with the row that he used to tie him up. And then put him in the hole and then and then basically said that he realised that this was his destiny and this is what he had to do. And he, and Who, he, though, at that age knows what their destiny is? Because uh, you would have asked me... The thing is, I think it's all... I think it's all lies. I just think he makes up things. Like, you never actually know his story. Yeah, Yeah, you never actually know his story. So he, yeah, and he sort of says that, because she makes a comment about his beard at one point, it being patchy, and he says that it's, uh, he's got that trickler, is it trickler mania or something like that? I I forget the exact word. It's like trickler. I can't remember the word. I don't want to get it wrong. It's like trickler mania or something like that. Yeah. Where you basically pull the hairs out, and he's like, "Yeah, I basically pull the hairs out of my beard." But I got that from this man because I take something with me. He absorbed from... his spirit, obviously. Of yes. course, yeah. And then, uh, and then he's basically, "I'm sad. There's nothing to live for. It's going to be a bad night. This is horrible. I'm feeling really crap." So then she gets in the hot tub with him and massages him because Ooh. that's not weird I feel at all. Like she's more invested in this than she is scared. Yeah, it's weird. And then uh, she goes for a shower. I I kind of thought that she was going to end up like joining him in the in killing and be like they were going to be like Bonnie and Clyde or something. That's what I oh, thought was going to happen. Yeah. So then uh, he's like, "Thank you, Sarah. You're special, and you're inspiring feelings. I thought I'd never feel again." And he goes to the room when she's in the bathroom, and he goes to the bathroom to pull back the curtain to scare her in the shower. But she ain't there, and she jumps out at him with like a face mask on. Oh, the tables are turned. And he's like, "Oh, you got me!" But I feel like he loves it, and he's like, "Yeah, you got me." And then he's like, "How do you feel?" And he's like, "Ooh, I'm very excited. This is great." So then uh, they're outside, and then he's like, "Where did you go, Sarah? I don't know where she is." And she jumps out at him again, and he's like, "Ah, again, again." And then, uh, and then it goes to him. She's filming him chopping some wood, and then she says, "Is there a part of you that wants to kill me with the axe?" 
And he's like, well, yeah, but we couldn't have fun because we're having fun at the moment. So I've got you to share my work with. And, you know, I couldn't do that if I killed you right now. Well, and then yeah. and then he sort of says, she she's talking about, like, do you feel remorse for the people you've killed? And he's like, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, I try to give warning into my adverts, like talking about like interview with a vampire. Um, you know, that means that, you know, there's a dangerous element to the interview. Who would get that? No one would get that. They'd just be like, oh, somebody likes interview with a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you knew how much danger you were in, you were in, you'd call the police. You wouldn't show you wouldn't up. You wouldn't turn up. Police. And it's like, yeah. that doesn't quite work because uh... clearly people don't know what they're getting themselves into. And then he says, "Yeah." And then he says, um, "He's like, well, the last guy came in, and there was this axe was in a stump right in front of the house, but it came in anyway." And he's like, "It's almost like they want to die. It's almost like they don't realise." And then, uh, and then she's like, "Did you kill him with an axe?" But she knows that he killed him with an axe because she watched a video of it. Yeah. But she asked him anyway, and he's like, "Yeah." And then she's like, "Well." the first thing I saw you was with a blender, so you're going to kill me with a blender. And he's like, no, that's a good idea, yeah, maybe. But oh, he's no. like, but I promised I, I wouldn't. I don't think you could kill someone with a blender. That would be quite difficult. you threw it in the bath with them, but I don't even know if that's a myth. I'm sh- Don't try it, I don't want to know. Actually, no. I it think it might be kill. a myth. I don't want to test it. Mythbusters busted the myth. I think it I was think literally, it's... they tried it with different things and I think... There was one thing that worked, but I can't remember what it was. Um, mm. But yeah, he's it like, was, yeah. Was it a telly? No. No, it was something no. small. Um, but yeah, he's like, you've got 24 hours. Why would you bring that up? We're just having a nice time. So he's like, <laughs> he's talking about being in the woods. And he's like, have you ever spent time in the woods? She's like, well, yeah, I guess. And then he's like, have you ever watched a deer just being a deer? And I feel like that's kind of him looking at her as somebody that is going to murder, basically. Did I tell you about the time a deer hit my car? Yeah, we had it once. Uh, We went to the forest of... We went to the forest of Dean and one, like, leapt out, but then jumped back in, luckily, but it was pretty close. terrifying. In a nice way. I do like deer, but the deer hit me. I'd stopped, but (laughs) it charged me. I was terrified. Oh, God. Fortunately, the deer was fine. That's um, all right. At least the deer didn't yeah, get injured. Yeah, it off at the last moment. Oh, they do, but then you're like, oh. when they leap out of the dark at you as well. Oh, yeah. God. One time on Halloween, I was driving in an isolated area. Um, <laughs> as you do. Visiting someone. And the, the most big ever, um, what's that giant dog? Newfoundland? Um, no. Not a fluffy one, like a giant bulldog. A giant bulldog. Great Dane or something. Great, Great Dane. Dane. Is it Great Dane? Like Scooby. But it was black. Ooh. And it leapt out in front of me and like ran around the road and then like ran in a circle and then disappeared again. Be <laughs> like, ah! Yeah. Giant black bulldog. Jesus. On Halloween. That's not what you want. I was quite scared. But then also I did think that there was a pub nearby and I was like, maybe people had gone to for drinks and the and dog had got out and it had just got out of its thing and it was just running around the road yeah probably oh poor doggy yeah he's saying about this thing and and he's like i think he's watching her with the camera at this point and then she's like give me the camera that's my job and then uh 
think they go back to do they go back to the house i think they go back to the house and have some wine and he's like i hope it's coppola wine so i think francis ford coppola has a, a vineyard Does he? i think so yeah do you know who has an olive oil shop frankie muniz muniz what from, from malcolm that, in the um, middle yeah he has an he olive has oil, an oil shop, shop now. that's weird yeah how odd I think weird. it's just a side thing. He's probably investing. Side in hustle. Probably. I don't think yeah. it's his main. But well, it's just of don't income. Know. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going to an olive oil shop. I do like olive oil. A good olive oil is good. It probably sells all it's the weird. other stuff, like antipasti type things as well. Which we yeah, get. definitely. Which is all the nice, nice like olives and sundry olives. tomatoes and Ooh, stuff. Olives. Yum. I love an olive. So. Can't go wrong with an olive unless they're too salty. No, I quite like them. They're nice to have with a gin. It's nice. Yeah. What's... Yeah. So so he says, he's like, I'm thinking about a book called The Journalist and the Murderer. Moving on. And I was like, I'm sure he's made this book up, surely. And he's like, how a journalist had to lie and flirt to get what they want out of an interview. And then he's like, I've seen Encounters... I know what it's about, and I know you've got a knife in your boot. And then he's like, "I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm just playing with facts." And then he's sort of saying, "Like, I'm not mad at you. I've just, I'm just telling you that this is what I've seen." And then he says, "Answer me honestly. Do you believe that I am a serial killer?" And she says, "No." And then, and and he's like, "Why?" And he's like, "He's like, why wouldn't you believe me?" And she's like, "Well, it's ridiculous. Why would you tell me this? Why would you confess?" I'd go to the police. And then he's like, well, that's a moot point, isn't it, really? And he's, and then he, he sort of says, does he say, she says, like, you're going to kill me tonight as your 40th random kill film, a murder film where the pupil fells the king. It's the best episode of Encounters. Is that what you want to hear? And she's like, oh, interesting. Oh. She hadn't even thought of that, or had she thought of that? Yeah, it is. And I doubt that she would want to murder him, though. Well, no, it's weird, isn't it? But Yeah, she doesn't strike me as like a cold-blooded killer. He he gives her the axe, and then he basically lies on the table, and he's like, I've sharpened it, so it'll go through me really easily. It'll be fine. One, one good swing. That's it. And then uh, she's like, right, okay. And she's got this axe, and she's just like, what is happening? And then she's like, have you got any last words? And he's like, nah. Nah. And then I think he howls like a wolf. I doubt very much that he does not, of all people, have last words. And then then, uh, he's like, okay, go. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then she's like, no, I can't do this. This is horrible. And then he's like, yeah. He's like, maybe that was a bit too far. She just backed away and got in her car and left. I wonder if he's... I feel like, like her. I would have left her. at this point. Well, I would have left before this point, but I definitely would have left now. Mm. I wouldn't have even gone. No, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't, to be honest. Um, so then he's like, right, I've thought about this. This Cutting my head off is probably a bit extreme. So what I'll do is I'll hang myself. And it's passive. Unless you save me, then, you know, I'll die. It's fine. So he basically jumps off this banister and she freaks out and saves him. And then um, she runs off after this and he's sort of shouting her and she's putting her shoes on and and she's like, I'm leaving, I'm going. And then I'm he's really- like, Sarah, Sarah, where are you going? And then she's like, fuck off. And then he's like, I'm really sorry. 
I'm really sorry. Don't go. I, I misjudged the situation or something. And then she's yeah. she's really mad. And then he gives her this harness, and he was like, "I was wearing this, so I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna strangle myself because I was tied to this harness." So then I feel like she's even madder at this point. That's worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's worse. And then he's like, I like you. I was just trying to connect with you. I'll give what I can give for you for a great episode of Encounters. And then he's like, am I a murderer? No. Am I a liar disconnected from the world? Yes. I've had a great time. I like to be weird. And I think you're really great. And I'm sorry I freaked you out. Please stay. But he stay. is a murderer. But he is a murderer. This is the thing. Because no. he's kind of, I am, I'm not, I am, I'm not. Exactly. I don't know. It just works in circles, never know. So then she's like, right, we're going to play a game. We're going to play two lies and a truth. So you tell three stories. One of them is true, and I guess which one is true. So he agrees. So then he's like, right, I was born three months premature. I never slept with a woman, and I can hold my breath for two and a half minutes. And she goes, she goes to guess, but he basically tells her immediately before she even guesses. He's like, it's two. And she's like, what, really? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I didn't really have a normal childhood. I had a psychotic break and I ended up in an institution. So I didn't connect with people my age and I kind of missed the boat. Um, and then he says, uh, have you ever seen Never Been Kissed? And she's like, yes. And he's like, well, I could have written it. So she's like, you've never even kissed anybody? And he's like, no. So then she's like, right, okay. So she kisses him, which is weird. Well, from this point, I'm like, do you know what, Sarah? You've brought it on yourself. You should have left already. <laughs> it is our no own advice. fault. So No more advice for you. You should have left. At least, or at least called the police. Yeah. At least contacted the police. I just got the F out of there and been like, this guy needs locking up, he's insane. And then he's like, that was cool. Like a sort of teenager would say. It's like, yeah, that was cool. Cool. So they go outside and it's going to be the climax of the episode. And then he's like, it's going to be great. I've got a surprise for you. It's going to be worth it. And he's like, shut your eyes. Open your eyes. And he's like, I've got this for you. And it's a locket. And then uh, he's like, sorry, there's a picture of another dude in there. But I didn't have time to make your own locket. And I was like, oh, no, it's Aaron's locket that he's given her. And then he's like, I didn't have chance to make the surprise. And then he's like, part two of the surprise. And he points to this big hole. And she's like, when did you do that? And he's like, oh, I dug it before you got here. And he's like, I didn't know if it was going to be mine. I didn't know if it was going to be yours. We were just seeing how it was going to pan out, basically. What kind of person digs their own grave thinking, well, I might use it? Or might be for the other person? It was never going to be for him. It was never going to be for him. It was always going to be for her, I think. Yeah, he's just... He's just messing with her. Twisting her in circles. So he takes a camera off her and he's got a knife from a boot. So she ain't got that anymore. And it's the grand finale of the episode. And she he got a decoy knife. That that should boot knife should be the decoy knife. She should have the real should knife. Should have another knife. Or like a pair of sunglasses that have been sharpened on the ends. <laughs> Into a shave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So he, he's he got this knife and he stabs himself with this knife. And then I was like, oh, wait, hang on a minute. He is actually going to kill himself. That's weird. And then he's like, the plan is, yeah, we basically both stab each other and die. And then he... That's it, not the... 
she didn't. She, and I think she's it's not part of this plan. That's he, because he kind of likes her and he's like, I like you. Maybe we'll just go together. It'll be fine. So she runs off, and then he he starts chasing her, but he can't really keep up because he's just stabbed himself and he can't really run very fast. And uh, and he's like, I have the keys. There's nowhere you can't go anywhere. You don't know where you are in these woods, so I don't know what you're doing. So I just I just go I just start walking. Just yeah. like get out. Just just it doesn't matter if you're in the woods. You'd probably be okay. Yeah. Your chances are much better in the woods. Unless there's like cougars and things and bears. You're in the dark though as well. Battle snakes. So she Scorpions. she's running around and then he. He sort of tries to find her and she basically leaps out and smacks him. But then he chases her down and the camera's kind of on the floor, I think, and it looks like he's basically killing her and you're like, oh, no, he's yeah, killing her, he's oh, killing no. her. It's terrible. Then it cuts to the hole and he's dragging her into it and he climbs he climbs sort of out of the hole towards the camera and then starts talking to the camera and says, like, I don't think I'm going to die tonight. I feel bad because this was my idea. And sort of saying that, you did it, Sarah. You made a great episode. You should be proud. And I won't, you won't see it, which I'm a bit sad about. But, you know, I didn't think that I'd end up killing you. But in the meantime, he's kind of opening his heart to this camera. She's actually not dead. And she gets out of the, this hole... And sneaking up on him, and she, and then he's kind of saying, you know, you were my muse, and you inspired me to like fall in love with killing again, and you know, you've reignited my passion. Aww, well done, you. How lovely. That's nice. Oh, I know. <laughs> and yes. she uh, smacks him with the shovel and runs for her life, and then it cuts. Well, finally. And you're like, oh, oh my god. So then. You hear all this sort of chattering and cars beeping and, and all this noise and it's in the city. and then, uh, But then you, you sort of see Sarah walking down the street and you're like, oh, she survived, great. Good, excellent, finally. She survived, that's Sensible great. But then you kind of... Film. But then you're like, but somebody's filming her because we're seeing this and somebody's following mm. her. And then uh, she gets on... I think she gets on like a subway train or something. And whoever it is is fixed on her from this camera. And then you hear the whistling that oh. Joseph's been doing the entire time. And you're like, oh, fucking hell, he's found her. And she basically looks directly at the camera and looks terrified. And then it just ends. Just ends. In. So did she survive? Did she not survive? I don't know. I was like, oh. Do you know what I'd love as a sequel? So that situation. Mm. But then... So she manages to kill him, gets away, mm-hmm. everything's fine, comes back as a ghost. How can you get a weird bit of a ghost? Mm. The second, it could take place in the afterlife in the next one. And in the third one, she could then also be a ghost and battle him as a ghost. <laughs> that would be I a like it, yeah. trilogy. That would be yeah. a really good trilogy. What I'd like to do is I'd like them to actually maybe show what, his life was like because like, he lies about his life all the time I imagine it was a very uneventful upbringing and nothing actually happened to him I so think he had a normal upbringing yeah people weave mm. stories sometimes yeah that's it and I just think I, they, they I think that'd be really interesting they start to believe it and they're like yeah. well that's it. I had this terrible upbringing 
Yeah. And that's why I'm a criminal. It's like, well... Did you, though? Have you just have weaved the story mm-hmm. to justify you... That's it. ...not fitting in with Society. non-criminal behaviour? Yeah, exactly. That I said, you didn't know I was a professional psychologist, did you? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I liked it. I think it's really good. I really, I do hope they do another one. I feel like they probably do. Funny. He is really funny. funny. I do it's like so him. Funny, it's the way he says things. It's just funny, and it's, he knows he's being funny. It's so like deadpan, but yeah. like, yeah, he, he's really funny. And the fact that it's all improvised as well, I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it a four out of five. Go probably a one for where he stabs himself. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't a lot. Really? I did like humor. it. And I don't always like... Yeah. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say humour for... Yeah, yeah I think this funny. is one of those. It's kind of... It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek and, and sort of a bit silly. Yeah, it turns a lot of things on its head. It's good. I, I would recommend it. If you like the first one, I'd say you probably enjoy the second one. Pretty well, good. if you didn't like the first one, you won't like it. You won't like the second one, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. Did they do a third one, or are they doing a third one? I feel like a third one might be on the cards, but I don't know. I need to do some research and see. I hope so. That'd be good. Because I think this was two thousand. I reckon if they were gonna do one, it's probably due out around now because it was three years between the other two. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we'll do another one. Come on, guys, do another one. Well then. Yeah. Hopefully. That'd be good. I'd well, enjoy it. They did leave it open for a sequel. That's it. That's it. Fingers crossed. But even when films aren't left open for a sequel, like, they can still make a sequel. They still make them anyway, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about sequels, because sometimes I don't mind them and sometimes I do. It depends mm. entirely on the It depends the film. how well they're done, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think sometimes Some people if people... Like sequels, but I'm like, well... It depends on, yeah, I think if, the problem with some sequels is they give it to people who don't care about the franchise. Yeah. And it and it, and it it reflects in the film and it's not very good. Because the problem with a sequel is you can't do the same thing again. Yeah. But it has to be close it has enough to have, that it's not a different... Yeah, exactly. You've got to have film. the beats of the same thing. Yeah. And a lot of the but time... But films are written... With like like Back to the Future is obviously written as a yeah as a trilogy trilogy yeah so yeah. It, can't, it does work whereas if like see yeah I like the second one the best my favorite one the is the one. second one yeah oh, I love the second one the second one's really good yeah with that flying hoverboards yeah it's interesting that they had like hoverboards and robotic waiters and stuff like but they didn't have phones yeah people always it's people weird. predict the future they never. They never predict the most obvious thing, do they? It's like, predict. yeah, we're all going to be flying. No, we're not. Yeah. We're just going to have really we'll good phones have, like, and computers. clothing that talks and shrinks to fit mm. and hoverboards and stuff like that. Yeah, no. But they didn't think that <laughs> we would have the internet. The perhaps. internet. But then how could you predict? I say that. Yeah, how can you predict the future? How can you predict the internet? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think with a lot of sequels as well, they're given to different people, so, like, different people direct them yeah. and different people write them, so obviously yeah. they've got a different idea of what it should be, but sometimes it doesn't gel with the original. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. 
No, it's but, like a bit like Bond. Like all of, you could say the Bond films is just loads and loads of sequels, but they're all they're all kind of their own each, story, though, aren't they? Yeah, each mm. Bond actor has made a different sort of character. And I never sort of thought about it this way, but then it kind of made sense to me. Like James Bond is not a person. James Bond is a a cover basically. So James yeah, Bond can I literally be anybody. When I was younger. James Bond wasn't an individual person. James Bond was just the name. See, I always thought, for some reason in my mind, he was a person. But then I was like, no, he's not a person. He can't be a person. He's just a... He's basically the cover that the government use. Yeah. So so it could be anybody. Yeah. Secret agent. Yeah, so anyone Mm. could have the secret agent title of James Bond. Because they're not going to have secret agents with their real names. Because then people could... Exactly. Exactly. So really... Yeah. Obviously James so it's Bond just is a different. different so every time it's a different person, it's just retire. a different person. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's never any sort of. The only sort of connection is like the people who work at the government, like Q and all mm. that lot. But they're just kind of they're consistent. But like he's different. Like there's no sort of. There's no sort of real connecting tissue you know, between them as such. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But Do yeah, that kind of makes sense. I like. like I like that. You no. Know, you know, you're a certain age when in GoldenEye, Judy Dench and Jeffrey Palmer were reunited, and all the English people of a certain age were bonkers because they I were love like, GoldenEye. Oh, it's Lionel and Jean! <laughs> <laughs> it's Lionel and Jean! It's Lionel and Jean! I didn't know they were going to be in this. I love and it. Ever since then, I've just seen M. Is it M, Judy Dench, isn't it? I've yeah. seen her as Jean. Jean. From, um, was it As Time Goes By? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I never even thought I can't of that, see yeah. Her as anyone other than Jean from Jean. that with mm. Je- Lionel and yeah. Jeffrey and the, the girls. <laughs> and that oh. neighbour, he used to come round and talk to her. Oh my and god. That was the comedy, yeah. Mm. I love Golden Eye. Golden a great film. Golden Eye's my favourite one because it's got Sean Bean yeah. in it. I love Sean Bean. He's my favourite person. He's my favourite Yorkshireman. Yeah, well... He's so Yorkshire in everything. Or he's either really, really Yorkshire or he's posh English and evil. Mm. Because if he's he's posh English, he's evil. That's like... Was he 008 in Goldeneye? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, he was 008, I think. Who are the other um, people? Is there like... Oh, one to six and eight to ten. No, I think it's just him. And then he dies and then yeah. comes back because he's actually not dead and is evil. What does M stand for? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about Bond to know anything. I think they're you know just what? given I, letters. I enjoy a Bond film, but I know nothing about it, obviously. Mm-mm. Are they not just letters? They're just assigned letters. Yeah. What would your letter be? Your letters would be PJ. PJ, yeah. And then they'd find me immediately and kill me and be like, oh, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if I was in the Secret Service, I'd be so far from the the top end. I'd be like i I'd be like the male woman. I'd be like the, the least senior. I'd be like, I work for the government. If they don't get their post... There you go. <laughs> I don't think I'd be secret agent material. I, well, 
let's not go into that because yeah the answer for me is no if no. it comes to the secret service i feel like people would shout at you and you wouldn't like it they'd yell at me i feel like <laughs> i didn't understand what i was supposed to do i've done it wrong i went to the war zone yeah and they'd be like you were given orders and i'd be like i didn't understand well, i just didn't just ignore them just because i'm rebellious your rebellious personality wouldn't yeah wouldn't work i don't want to get involved well speaking of uh well it's loosely secret agents and such next week's film oh yeah we're gonna do overlord finally Oh, yeah. What's that? It's that one that we saw a trailer for in the cinema, and it was like it was kind of wartime, and and we were both like, oh, wartime. This looks crap. And Ooh. then it was like zombies, and we were like, oh wait, this just got interesting. Yeah, I do remember that. that yeah, was years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I've well, never I've, watched it because no, I've been saving missed, it. Yeah. I've missed seeing cinema trailers. I used to really like yeah. genuinely enjoy. Seen the trailers and or seen just the. I love the trailers. The trailers is the best bit of the cinema. Yeah. One time though, I gotta take it back. I went to the cinema and it was a small. It wasn't a chain. It was a small local cinema. Yeah. And so the adverts that they played were for local businesses, and this old man appeared (laughs) on the screen and he was like, "I got to the point that my teeth were crumbling." Okay. And it was for a dentist, That's a local weird. dentist. And I was like, I don't enjoy this. This is I'm not... enjoying this advert. Yeah, this is not movie-going fodder. To, no, I want to be advertised a local I want to know about, dentist. you know, zombies and people yeah. in the war. Yeah. Mm. It really stayed with me, because I've never heard anyone say their teeth are crumbling. I have. It's, ooh, I've heard it, ooh, yeah. It just, ooh. I'm glad it's not mine, because... Ugh, oh, God, look after you. your teeth. Yeah. You only get one set as an adult. That's as a child, true. you get one, and then as an adult, you one get one. One and another one. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. On that note. <laughs> on that note of crumbly teeth, <laughs> watch Overlord for next week. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod, and we're also on the emails at Wonderful and Strange at hotmail.com. And we're also on Buy Me A Coffee if you want to request a film. You can donate £2 and we will review a film. It doesn't necessarily need to be horror. It could be anything, be anything. you want. Be anything. We might go left field. Yeah, that's that. Well, leave us, leave us a review. I've got so many suggestions, but I feel like I can't just do the suggestions. It, no, it'll cost you. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We will yeah. see. I think I do want to make at least a couple of suggestions. <laughs> I need to come up with a short list. A short list, yeah. <laughs> golden Eye. Golden Eye. Oh, I love Golden Eye. I'd review Golden Eye. I love Golden We'd Eye. We'd have Great. 15 minutes talking about the film and 45 minutes talking about Lionel and Jean. <laughs> Lionel and Jean. <laughs> what did he love? He used to love custard tarts, didn't he? Custard tarts? I don't know. He used to love custard tarts. I've only seen it, like, a couple of times. He was always, but... Lionel, Jeffrey Palmer was always trying to get time alone on a custard tart. <laughs> and Gene had, like, bustling. Was, she not allowed, was he not allowed them for some reason? I feel like oh, he wasn't allowed he them. He just to sit yeah. with his paper and have custard tart. And but he was never allowed. The girls would burst in, or, like, that. 
Jeffrey, yeah. who was his, I think his agent, would appear. Yeah. <laughs> and he never, it just, yeah, oh. just the other episode of As Time Goes By. <laughs> that can be a Patreon episode. <laughs> we can review As Time Goes By. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, <laughs> watch Overlord for next week. And, you know, maybe even uh, as time goes by, if you want. I don't know. Just wait, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? And we will see you next week. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online, or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. 
That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.